Okay. So we are doing today letter 30. Letter 30 is a letter of encouragement urging the followers of the Altarebbe not to reduce their annual commitment of charity to the Holy Land, even though it's very hard for them, perhaps financially. And as we said in the previous letter concerning this issue, letter 21, that it's not only the amount of your contributions, but also the multiplicity of your actions. And these actions are very powerful spiritually and resonate all the way to the highest world, the world of being, which then, of course, impacts all of creation. So we begin with a concept of our sages, that our sages say, whoever's accustomed to come to synagogue, and one day doesn't come, God asks after him. As the verse says in in Isaiah, who among you fears God, who listens to the voice of his prophetic servant, who walked in the darkness and for whom no light shone? Even when you're in a situation of darkness and travail, you still need to listen to the voice of God, to fear God, and in this context, to go to synagogue. Meaning whenever you're in a time of darkness, we shouldn't, because of that, or from our perspective, lessen our annual charitable contributions. We have to trust in God, we have to rely on God, and continue doing the same good we did before. So just as our sages explicitly say that some of the customs coming to synagogue and one day doesn't come, God questions why he's not there, so to speak. So this applies to all commandments, and especially, of course, to charity, which is, in a sense, equivalent to all commandments. So if this is true for synagogue, how much more so is it true for charity? For sure, if you lessen from your annual amount, for sure, God says, where are you? Now, if it's not that you are bound by a vow, but it's inappropriate for your soul to reduce an amount that you normally give. In other words, restricting the charitable contribution is like reducing the flow of divine energy, which you've been receiving until now, so now you should get less. That doesn't seem appropriate. And you're, it's very important to give this money. You're giving this money to the poor of Israel who have nothing of their own, and they're completely relying on you. And we need to do this, as it says, so that oneness should be united with oneness. Now, that's a Kabbalistic phrase, which in the context of souls means that charity unites one Jew with another. In the supernal context of God's divine attributes, there's two levels of meaning here. On the lower level of unity, it means when the divine attribute of sovereignty becomes a source for creation to all the lower worlds, as we're going to see happens with charity. And on the higher level of unity, it's when the six higher emotive divine attributes, which transcend direct contact with the created world, and this is a unity of two levels of God himself, a level of God that's beyond, called Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the level of God that's invested below, the Shekhinah, the sovereignty of the world of being. And all of this is impacted by our charity. And our, just say everything is judged according to the multiplicity of the actions, which means when you're giving charity, it's preferable to have many individual acts of giving. Now, Maimonides says, because this, each act refines the soul. 
the more time you give, the more it impacts your soul and refines your soul. Hasidus adds that each act affects this supernal union we were just discussing in all the worlds above. So the more acts, the more unifications of God that our donations, our contributions are enacting. And everything is according to the amount. Now, the Rebbe is going to focus on this concept now, explaining that the level of divinity which one elicits from God's greatness is determined by the magnitude of the total amount one is contributing. So if you reduce your regular amount of charity, you're reducing the greatness of the amount, and therefore you're reducing its cosmic effect. And our sages of blessed memory said that all the individual coins given to charity add up to a great amount. And as our sages say, when is God great? When he's in the city of God. The city of God is a reference to God's sovereignty. In other words, God's greatness is revealed when the divine name, the ultimate four-letter name of God, the Yud and the He and the Vav and the He, is vested in the divine attribute of sovereignty and illuminates sovereignty, the realm of speech. Now, as sovereignty is the realm of speech, it's known as the city of our God, because just as a city is composed of many dwellings, which are composed of many bricks, so too speech is built from many words, which are comprised of many letters, many combinations of letters. So therefore, sovereignty, God's speech, is referred to as the city of God. So in this spiritual state and place of reckoning, which is referring to sovereignty of the world of being, because reckoning is only possible with entities which are finite, which are divisible. And sovereignty is the source of all that's finite and divisible of creation. As the verse says in Song of Songs, your eyes are wells in A well is receiving the water that flows into it. So the well is a reference to sovereignty, that feminine divine attribute which receives the flow of the divine life force from the higher divine attribute. Cheshben, biblically, is the name of a place. But Cheshben also means reckoning. So what this verse is implying, your eyes are wells in Cheshben, is that relating this concept of reckoning with the divine attribute of sovereignty. So here we're saying that the great amount of charity is manifesting the greatness of God as Havai in the four-letter name in the city of God in sovereignty of the world of being. So as a result of our arousal from below, we elicit an arousal from above and then God makes his, his grace shine on us with its beautiful flow of grace, of kindness, of favor from the, the essence, the infinity of God's greatness, this unfathomable greatness, this incomprehensible and therefore not manifest greatness, comes down to the level of sovereignty at which point it's coming to a level of manifestation. And this sovereignty animates all created beings in all the upper and lower worlds that are all within calculating, within accounting. So we're talking here of the great calculation of the great amount of charity. 
So we're saying when we're giving charity with goodwill, with this friendly countenance, we're fusing the infinite power of the greatness of God, God is great, the four-letter name of God, within the finite framework of reckoning, meaning the divine attribute of sovereignty, the source of all finite created beings. So this is what we're meaning by the great amount of charity and how that impacts that the numerous acts of charity bring about peace. And peace implies the joining, the conciliation of two opposite extremes, which in our context is the extremity of the superior heaven, the unfathomable greatness of God, and the extremity of the lowest heavens, meaning sovereignty of the world of being, the lowest of the ten divine attributes, and these become fused and then become vested in the lower worlds of creation, of formation, of descent, in a manner of finiteness, in a manner of number. And all of this is happening because of our acts of charity. 